Warning, what you're about to hear may contain mature language, adult situations, and depictions of graphic violence. Listener discretion is advised. Holy shit. Well, make it, so it's making one thing your entire identity. Yeah, you know, like, which please is calm down. Odd. And don't even get me started on, like, fucking middle-aged dudes who have movie podcasts. Yeah, who wants you to know? hear hear that? Yeah, just two, like, sad Just, just a couple of bros talking about <laughs> movies we love, you know, right here on, on internet.com. Just two sad, <laughs> two sad guys sitting in their living rooms, respective living rooms, talking into microphones plugged into their laptops. Hey, I'm sitting at a desk like a fucking adult. I am sitting like on the couch, and I'm holding the microphone up to my face rather than setting it down somewhere. I know. I knew that you did that for a long time just because of the way the the like quality of audio would fluctuate. I was like, it yeah. sounds like you're like laying down and just like turning your head sideways to talk into the microphone. <laughs> well, the problem being like is maybe like, it's sitting on your chest. I could put it on the coffee table, but then I'd have to like... Like squat down on the floor, yeah. And then if I went and did it on the kitchen table, you can hear the mic, uh, the refrigerator in the background, right? So this is what you get. Yeah. Well, which brings us to uh, what's this is a show we do, Keith? It's, Yo, wh- uh, what's the name of this podcast? This is um called the Joe Rogan Experience. <laughs> wow, that's interesting. Yeah, uh, we're. <laughs> We're, well, we're that, just gonna, that's crazy. Have you ever listened gonna, to a podcast while being on DMT? We're going to get really uh, self-righteous and spread a lot of bad information and uh, just be a blight on society. If you just take enough magnesium, you too can have your own <laughs> podcast. It'll raise your <laughs> IQ like 100 points. I swear to God. There's a published paper on it, but it's been uh, it's been suppressed by mainstream you know, by big magnesium. <laughs> I was listening point. to a podcast yesterday and the person said, uh, as a, they were like, Oh, welcome to the such and such podcast today. We're talking about blank. And they said, I don't know why I said, we told you why I always tell you what we're talking about, because you obviously clicked on the thumbnail of this episode that said what the show was about. So, you know, what we're already talking about, but that's what we're going to do too, Keith. I'm going to reiterate that. Stuff. Yeah. I'm going to say, Hey, this is the trash sheep podcast. Uh, the, I'm Elliot. This is Keith. Yeah, this, this is, is the podcast where we uh, give discarded gems a, a second chance and prove that uh, all along the real garbage was us. There are no garbage movies, just our garbage opinions about them. That's there right. are artists. Even the worst movie that gets made is better than anything that anybody has to say about it. And what movie are we talking about today, Keith? We're talking about the dystopian science fiction nature run amok horror show known as The Country Bears. That's right. We're still doing sci-fi summer, but you, uh, the listeners, you decided, we asked you, is this a sci-fi movie? And you said, yes. Yes, it is, because it presents an alternate timeline where humans and bears have a parallel evolutionary path is that the case though that's a big question i have for you i think we'll get into that i mean there's a lot of things i mean this this movie asks a lot of questions and answers a lot of questions one in particular answers that age-old question which is what would happen if the almond brothers were humanoid bears well all the answers that are provided are, are offered in song form 
Correct. They are a song. This is a musical. It is. In the pure, is. In the purest sense. In some ways, sometimes they spont- spontaneously break into song, and other times they, uh, it's, uh, I guess it's kind of like the Blues Brothers in that respect, where there's a lot of actual just performing songs and getting up on stage, but occasionally they just break out into song. In fact, actually, the plot of this movie is almost identical to the plot of the Blues Brothers. Well, I would say, yes, agreed. But I would say that this is clo- much closer to a musical just by way of the songs are integrated into dialogue scenes and involve just absolute random characters. Specifically, I'm referencing the diner scene where like the cook and the waiters and the other patrons just start participating in the performance. I mean, that does happen. For no goddamn reason. (laughs) In the diner scene in Blues Brothers as well. Remember, like they're picking up their old guitar player, Matt Guitar Murphy, and he's like, I'm out of here, lady. And he's talking to his wife, played by Aretha Franklin. And he starts giving her some sass, and then she starts. She says, "You better think about what you're doing." And then she th- starts th- sing- singing that song, uh, you know, respect. And then the the uh, the the people in the diners get up and they start singing, and the the the, the line cook starts playing the saxophone, you know. Oh man, don't get me started on people playing horns in a restaurant. That's my biggest pet peeve. <laughs> <laughs> what? Have you had a lot of ex- there personal experience? There should be no brass instruments in a restaurant, for fuck's sake. We're trying to run a civilization here. That's true. So anyway, this movie, though, The Country Bears, the setup, the premise, it is about a world where bears, humanoid bears, and humans live together in some fashion. It's that's there's it's a little murky. There's at exactly least how... one one bear cub and... A band of bears. That's that's all we know. No, there's a couple others. They're in the background a couple times. Right, but they're all sort of associated with the band. No, no. There's there's, uh, at least two scenes where there is just a bear in the background that is unrelated to the band. But they're only around when the band is. That is correct. But the movie's about the band, so our, we, we go around following the band. Well, right, and you never get a sense of, like, what is the rest of the world like? It's literally, here's this legendary band that are... Composed know, of bears. ...live in an isolated cabin in the woods or whatever the fuck, and then here's this one bear that, what like, you know, was lost in Yellowstone. You could assume that at least, like, take everything away, that the, the bear cub named Barry Barrington... Mm-hmm. God damn it! Whose fucking idea was that? That's really it's condescending towards children. It's like, how stupid are kids? I'm gonna name this bear character Barry Barrington because well, I this think five year olds are morons. I mean, this movie is for adults. <laughs> That's questionable. However, uh, so the 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 bear cub kid, he gets raised by uh, a humanoid family. No, just straight up humans. Right. Yeah. I mean, it sounds cooler when you say humanoid. But to me, humanoid refers to something that's not human, but in the shape of a human. Well, they resemble humans, but they don't quite act like real people. (laughs) 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 But um, you could argue that, oh, he was raised by a bear. So if a bear stayed with people long enough, maybe he would be able to learn our, our customs and our language. Right. I don't think you could argue that. No, I don't think that. Okay. Like a regular bear, just like a 
Just like a bear, like a bear from our world. If you sent it to public school, it would learn some slang phrases. Like it would walk around drinking monster energy and saying like that. Oh, that's sick. Or, um, I buy the monster energy part. I don't know about like the actually saying. What what's words. up, Bay? Or stuff okay, like yes, that. that would that would probably happen. What what wash popping? Yes, it but I like mean, hear, the, it would hear a Cardi B song and start repeating the lyrics. Well, this bear, this this young bear, Barry Barrington, uh, doesn't even realize that he's not a human at the beginning of the movie. He's no, like, pretty stupid. He's like, "Hey, am I adopted?" And then he finds out that he is, and then he's lost, and that's what kicks off this plot of him going to find his heroes, the I'm country a fan bears. Of his asshole brother. I oh, his brother's he, great. I think his asshole brother is sort of he's our everyman. Like he, there's plenty of opportunities where he sort of breaks the fourth wall and looks directly into the camera. Is like, yeah. are you guys getting this? <laughs> all the shit, all the shit he gives to the cops in the movie, it's great. Oh, I love the cops. I love a, I love when cops go through hijinks and get you know fucked up. Like they get their their foot stuck in like a bucket or mm-hmm. you know like f- fall through the roof of a pie factory or something like this. In this case, they get as people get sent through a car wash. Which is, oh, I, if you've ever wondered what happens to people when they go through a car wash, this is probably the best indicator. Yeah, I can't argue with that. Um, <laughs> huge fan of, like, sending people into a machine that was meant for other things. Not to have it, people go through it. That's great. It has a very cartoon vibe to it, which this movie was directed by, like, one of the main writers or producers on It was actually directed by a cartoon character. It was, yes. <laughs> it was directed by the Animaniacs. It would. This, I mean, that would make a lot of sense. <laughs> would explain a lot about this movie. But yeah, so Barry Barrington goes on a quest to find the members of the Country Bears, a legendary uh, country rock group from the '70s or I, '80s I, or something that, like, apparently have, have been highly influential on in the world of music, but have broken up. He finds some of them. They have this place called Country Bear Hall. They owe a lot of money to the bank. An evil banker is going to come and smash the Country Bear Hall. And that's when they decide to get the band back together to play one last show to save Country Bear Hall and reunite with their families. Despite having never, seemingly never played a show in that venue, all the footage we see of them actually performing from the opening of the movie is in some, like, like a basketball arena or something or like a an amphitheater yeah. it's an amphitheater yeah like some yeah. big like like uh you know key arena type type place um and also, also having having just watched the vh1 behind the music for the doobie brothers i will say there's a lot of parallels between the two bands these country bears oh yeah i mean it's like when i was watching it i was just like oh this is the like the almond brothers like yeah. they you know, type of thing. Also, see, the bears have seemed, based on that opening mu- music scene, the bears have seemed to evolve some sort of gravity-defying ability. One of them just kind of jumps up in the air and just kind of gets stuck and is floating and swinging back and forth. And I'm assuming that maybe this was like a production mistake that they just decided to leave in there. Yeah, they seemingly have these, like, extraordinary abilities. But walking around seems to be their biggest difficulty. They're just, like, waddling their fat asses everywhere and like it seems like they get tired really quickly but i mean maybe they were all like gassed up on honey because in this world honey is presented as some sort of it's a drink you can go to a honey bar and get honey yeah but i feel like it it does more than 
I don't think it's like a, a direct parallel to alcohol. I feel like it does more than that. Like, I feel like it's like, like Molly or something. Yeah, it might have like hallucinogenic properties or yeah. something because they get really fucked up on it. And seemingly the only time they can really like do anything incredible is when they're all gassed up on honey. This movie is sh- so shockingly not bad. Like, is this, this is not like the greatest movie of all times, but I remember watching this like a couple years ago being like, oh, this is that really shitty movie that came out in the early 2000s. 2002 is when it originally. Yeah. And I mean, like, I remember when it came out and I was just like, "Uh, nope, because it was, it came out right after Pirates of the Caribbean, you know, which also based on a Disney ride and was a huge hit. It was obviously just like a cash thing where it's just like, okay, r- movies about rides are popular. That's what we're going to do. We're going to make the Haunted Mansion and we're going to make the Haunted Country Bears, you know? Yeah. And I was just expecting this completely, in, like across the board, inept, no effort put in, trash movie. And I was like, this is not bad. Like, it's not great, but like, it's enjoyable. There's some actually some like clever dialogue here and there, and it moves along pretty well. And I was just like, this is a decent movie that literally has no right to be anywhere remotely as good as it is. You do get the sense that the people involved were having fun working on it. Yes. And they're like, if we're going to do it, let's fucking do it type of thing. Yeah, I mean, Christopher Walken is definitely all in. Dude, the cast in this movie, this is a, like, a, like a who's who of character actors. Christopher Walken, Stephen Root, MC Ganey, who you might know from like Con Air and Django Unchained. Yeah, MC so, Ganey, in the role he was not born to play, the human. Yeah. <laughs> if anybody was born to play like a bear or some kind of right. anthropomorphic creature, it was him. Yeah. Brad Garrett, the brother on Everybody Loves Raymond, James Gammon, Toby Huss, the voice of Cotton Hill, and Artie, the strongest man in the world, and fucking Alex Rocco, Mo Green from The Godfather. And then that, and then, and that's just like the actual actors. Then there's the cameos of musicians, which is just fucking wild. Willie Nelson, Exhibit, Wycliffe John. Wow, X to the Z Exhibit. That's right. Don Henley, Bonnie Raitt. The, the Don Henley and Bonnie Raitt one is wild because they are voicing the two of the bear characters. Right. But then in one scene, they actually show up and watch the bears sing. perform. Yes. The, all the bears singing voices are from like well-established musicians like John Hyatt's one of them and stuff. Like they really went all out in creating this fictional world of seeing bear rock musicians. Yeah, they certainly weren't short on talent and uh effort, that's for sure. Um and then the bears themselves like they're like they fall into that like this is kind of creepy realm, unintentionally creepy, but still the puppetry is phenomenal. Like Jim Henson puppet shop built the bears. Yeah. Unfortunately, they gave them human eyes. The eyes want- of humans. Well, I mean, I think that's kind of to be uh, expected in a movie like this. Does this fall into the 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 concept of the uncanny valley? Is that am I referencing that correctly? Yeah, I, I think forget so. Exactly yeah. what that. Means. I think this is uncanny valley adjacent. Like it's usually something I think that's trying to be a little bit more. You know, like when you're talking about like CGI human faces, where it's like 
I just can't quite put my finger on what's wrong. I mean, like here you can put your finger on what's wrong, you know, but it's, I would call it adjacent to that realm. Yeah. How the bears integrate into society, as we talked about a little bit earlier, or how, where the, is a little, it's, I would say it's muddy. And there's no like, oh, this is a genetic mutation. Oh, this is right. evolution or this or it's is just a science commonplace. experiment or, yeah. Or but we see just so a, it's just a, a side universe, like a pocket universe right. where uh, bears are just this way. And some of them have chosen to live in the wild and some have chosen to integrate into, I guess, like hip folk, hip, hippie culture. Well, that's the thing. It's like they find Barry Barrington in Yellowstone Park orphaned. So and then he's adopted by a human family. But then there's this uh, this well-known band. I mean, one of the one of the country bears is roommates with uh, Elton John. Yeah, one of the bears lives with Elton John, so it's a normal thing. They go into restaurants, and no one freaks out about them being bears. They go to this honey bar that we mentioned earlier, that's owned by Queen Latifah, and the house band is uh, Brian Setzler's orchestra. Yo, and, do, I have a question. Do you think yeah. that's Brian Setzler's? Uh, real hair it looks weird it doesn't look like real hair i think it is i think it's just been so he's been doing so much processing to it over the years it's been worked it's, on it's been worked on you know it's like with someone like you, you see someone who dyes their hair way too much and it's just all like fried and yeah you know something like i think it's that effect something going on there but yeah i wonder this, what he looks like now because that was 2002. That's true. Holy cow. I remember when Brian Setzer was like the coolest guy you could think of. You're like, was wow, ever Brian Setzer's awesome. Did you ever, you ever had that feeling? Yeah, definitely. I mean, he, he was doing something that I could never, like we were talking about like being all in, you know, fully committed. True. Like he's there, man. He's wearing suits and doing his hair up and wearing like rings and jewelry and like talking like a, like a cool guy and I don't know. He probably married a 13 year old, just like Jerry Lee Lewis. Well, okay. Um, that, so that's what the rule for coolest person ever is. Like they got to marry a 13 year old. I mean, when I was young, he, he seemed pretty cool. You know, he's got a cool singing voice. He, I don't know. To me, he always kind of seemed like a, like a parody artist, but also, was I couldn't decide if you wanted to be a joke or not. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, is this a gim? Is this like com? Is this like a comedy act, or are you actually like, oh, this is the music I love, and I love this era, and I want to embody it. You know. I wonder if he just wanders around his house wearing like a t-shirt and basketball shorts, and what would, what would that look like? Or or does he have to always like be in the gimmick? So like he's got basketball shorts, but they're like, you know, leopard print with like. You know, they're satin with uh, like leopard print stripes or something like that. And I just looked at a picture of him now and he looks virtually identical. Oh, terrifying. I think his face is a little bit more bloated. So there's probably some Botox or work done, but essentially he looks like the same person. Well, good for him. His, his, uh, uh, his sideburns are shorter, which I think is sometimes a result of people who have certain types of plastic surgery can't grow facial hair down on their cheeks anymore, you know? Oh, weird. 
because like they a, inject the botulism virus into their or into just because like I don't know, it's just like it gets all stretched out and just kills the follicles. I don't know, but it that Weird. seems to be the case. You've seen, I've seen people who have obviously had plastic surgery and then they just all of a sudden don't like they have stubble. It's just under their nose and chin, up, up by their ears. Yeah, but it's but it's gone from their from their cheeks where in the past it had been. I read a story so, about how Bruce Lee wanted to surgically get his sweat glands removed. What? I was like, man, that's weird. He seemed like a really smart guy, so it seems like counterintuitive, right? That, that he would do something that like goes against the natural biology and function of the human body. But well, also, what would be the purpose of that? Because I mean, one of his signature looks was being like shirtless and beaded with sweat, you know. I don't want to like ruin the magic for you, but that was likely not real sweat. It was probably. Well, I understand that, <laughs> but my point being was is like that was his look. You know, it's like why I mean, would you maybe even he do... just didn't like the armpit uh, armpit action. You know, that could be all right. Oh, I guess we'll never know. <laughs> we'll never know. Um, yeah, but they go into this bar, right? This honey bar, and. There's they go there specifically to find one of the country bears that they know hangs out here. Yeah, it's the guy who plays the one string guitar, right? No, he plays the the fiddle. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, because then there's the the eight mile style like battle with Brian yeah. Setzer. Yeah, and in this bar that seemingly you would expect is set up primarily to be uh, patroned by bears, there are before the the rest of the country bears get there, there is two bears inside. There's um, Zeb Zooter or whatever the bear they're looking for, and then there's just some other random bear sitting in the background. But this place is predominantly a human hangout. So are there just were there at one time more bears, and then uh, some sort of bear disease killed most of them off, and or perhaps are they like, were hunted for sport. This doesn't seem like a world where it's legal to hunt bears. No, everybody's pretty chill about the bears. Like, you don't even get any kind of, like, dirty looks thrown their way or, like, people right. who are like, oh, we don't like your kind around here. You know, I remember the reason why the police in this movie are even chasing the country bears is because they are believed under the false notion that they've kidnapped Barry Barrington. So if there was... If there weren't laws protecting bears, no one would give a shit about the, some bears kidnapping another bear. You know right. what I mean? I mean, Barry Barrington also goes to school. You know, he has classwork, homework assignments that he has to do. And it's a school with other humans. You know, it's not like a all-bear school. Yeah. There doesn't even seem to be any sort of bear-exclusive uh, facilities. Yeah. It just seems that there's, it's just, I want to know what happened where, I mean, I, I think this was probably just like, they didn't put that much thought into how bears integrate into society or that it was like, these bear costumes are really expensive. So we can't have more than five bear yeah. <laughs> costumes, you know, type of thing. Um, and that's why we don't see more bears just walking around the Home Depot in this movie. Yeah, they were probably, I mean, I imagine the original script was like uh, a bear helps found the United States and there's like a bear paw print on the Oh yeah, like a you know the Declaration of Independence or whatever the fuck or the Constitution. Right. 
Lots more bear, more more bear action. Yeah, and they're like driving through, you know, South Dakota or whatever, and they're like, "Wow, look at the uh, Mount Rushmore!" And then one of the heads, one of them, like yeah, bear. there's a bear. <laughs> uh, I'm actually glad that stuff's not in there. Actually, I don't know. Put put it in. Take I, yeah. Are, it sounds are, pretty cool, man. It's like when they yeah. did uh, what did they do in Planet of the Apes? They did the uh, the Washington Monument was a monkey. Right, yeah. That was pretty cool. What did you think of the music that the bears play? I didn't like it one bit. It was, obviously, it was created by real musicians, so it's like real music, and it's it's also not, it's not like high school musical nonsense or anything like that, but um, a lot of the lyrics didn't make any sense to me, and um, the voices didn't match up. Like, I can't process this idea that a bare skeletal structure and musculature of the face could produce those sounds like i don't buy that for a second so Mm. i thought it was pretty awkward it makes sense to have the the bears you know be kind of country hippies and you know playing fiddles and banjos and right shit like that but uh yeah i didn't buy it for a second in fact my my favorite song is probably uh the one where the, in the diner where the girl is like, I put my own spin on it because bears don't know how to sing. Listen to this. Right. I think the music, while it's not music I would listen to, I think it is better than you would expect this type of movie to have. See, I don't think that's true. I think if we really? take, take a little deep dive into your Spotify, I think you've got a Country Bears playlist uh, tucked away. Well, obviously. Yeah. But that's just for reference, not for... Yeah, sure. That was part of the research process. Right. No, but I mean, I genuinely do think that this, like, I I don't care for the music, but I would expect this music to be way worse. And it's actually better than a lot of actual music put out by musicians for public consumption of, you know, of this type of music. So... I feel like they 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 get a little bit of credit for putting in the effort effort in there as well. That's the thing. It's like there's an odd amount of effort in this movie. I wish they would have had uh, John Cougar Mellencamp as like a cougar. Oh my god, <laughs> wouldn't that be sick? Now, would you be like? Now, is this like? Well, he'd be sort of like he. Would, I think he would have to be like uh, like evil or something, right? He would oh, be like naturally, a, kind of yes. like an outcast or he would be on the side of the villain. Like, like Christopher as a Walken, goon. yes. Christopher Walken should have hired John Cougar Mellencamp yeah. to thwart the bears. But would the like would I got he a, be... I got a cougar. Would he be an animatronic cougar suit like the, like the bears or would it just be John Cougar Mellencamp in like really bad cougar makeup? Oh, man. Or just like wearing a like a cougar skin vest with a hood that like flips over his head and he makes cat sounds (laughs) or he was, he played, he played himself born a human, but it got, had gotten like a medical procedures to make him more cat like like that one with the tattoo face. (laughs) Yes. And like, that's, that's how we meet the character. He's like, Christopher Walken's like, you got to get me John Cougar Millicamp on the phone. He answered the phone and he's in the hospital right then getting, like cat eyes put in. Yeah, you do that the thing where he's like his face is all bandaged up and he just holds the phone up and he's like, yeah, yeah I'll be there as soon as I can. <laughs> God, man, if there had only been a sequel to this movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
you, I, you, you mentioned earlier Christopher Walken. He goes, he's all in on this. Yeah, he's a evil, uh, what land developer? Or... He's a he works for the bank, I think. Oh yeah, that's right, bank, bank, bank. And because he's find... gonna foreclose. Right, he's gonna foreclose on Country Bear Hall and that, tear it down. Yeah, that classic foreclosure and put. He has... ironically, he's gonna build a theme park, right? Right, something like that. Yeah, <laughs> isn't that? He's like, yeah, we're gonna put Disneyland over. And he has little models of Country Bear Hall that he keeps in his office that he smashes for fun. That's a great repeat. bit, honestly. Yeah, it's like with that cartoonishly large, like anvil, anvil. Yeah, but he has like a little button, like that. And but we find out about this character is that he has, he's out for revenge because his childhood was ruined by the Country Bears at a talent show. A talent show. The Country Bears, as young whippersnappers, won a talent show. And it, that's what set off their career. But they, the runner-up was this guy, guy named like Paul Billy Blitz or something, and he uh, he was an armpit musician. He played songs by farting in his armpit. And when Christopher Walken, when you get the reveal of who he is, and Christopher Walken does the armpit uh, farts, his level of commitment to that bit is extraordinary. Yeah, you feel like he was doing this, like, he's like, man, I really need a movie that my kids can watch, because I'm not going to yeah. show them, like, you know, McBain almost, or, like, King of New York. Yeah, it almost feels like he's so into it, it almost feels like maybe, like, the armpit stuff was his idea. Like, in the original script, maybe he was just another musician, like, who played, like, a goofy instrument, like, he was, like, played, like, the kazoo or something. Yeah. But he's like, no. I got to make my armpit fart. It's brilliant. It's also pretty good because he's also, uh, he chooses to play like a very difficult song. He like plays like a classic, a classical arrangement. Oh yeah. With just his armpit, an arrangement that involves like, you know, an entire orchestra and several different types of instruments. Now, I don't think that, Christopher Walken is actually producing that song with his armpit, but do you think no. do you think that in post when they added that in, do you think it was just a bunch of like computerized fart sounds that they strung together or somebody actually did it? I think someone actually did it. I really hope so. I think there sure, are people with that level of talent. I think there probably are. I'm sure if we Google like armpit musicians, it'll pop up. It's a real yeah. thing. I'm pretty sure that armpit musician played in the. Um, I'd, I'd have to cross reference this, but uh, there's that scene in RoboCop Two where they're doing a fundraiser for Old Detroit to keep the city out of foreclosure, and mm-hmm. there's like the there's the guy playing the the fiddle behind his head with his like you know wrapped up like a pretzel, um, and then I think there's also the uh, the armpit musician. You remember that scene? In RoboCop 2? Come on, man. No, it's the fundraiser. And then and then the kid calls in and he's like, or no, maybe it's not the kid, maybe it's the girl, but she's like, Oh, I think I think we can, you know, save you. You just have to meet us here. And then he goes and meets Robocop 2 and gets uh I really, the fat I've guy gets seen, killed and Hob I've, gets killed. I've only seen Robocop 2 once. I wasn't a big oh, fan of that one. What the fuck, man? It's brilliant. It's tremendous. Maybe I should watch it again. It's a smash hit. Yeah, there's that scene where <laughs> RoboCop goes into the arcade and he's like, 
isn't this a school day? And they just throw shit at him. I do not remember this. Oh my god, it's brilliant. I There's remember crooked cops. The cops are on strike. Uh, they strip uh, RoboCop for parts. Like they just cut him up, dude. I don't know. I don't remember any of this. Oh, I remember man. very little of this. I mean, mostly remember the brain in the jar. You know, uh, the eyeballs. Oh, the, 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 the failed test RoboCop twos. Yeah. Oh my God, it's brilliant. I remember that the kid ends up being like in charge. Um, yeah, he's the head vampire. <laughs> no, the failed RoboCops. Like the one comes out and like shoots the shoots the doc the the two lab assistants and then shoots himself and then like smoke comes out of his head and like his his you know red and blue lights are just going back and forth <laughs> and then the final one comes out and just tears its face off and then falls over. There's like a skeleton underneath. Oh my god, it's brilliant. Did you know that that one is directed by the same director as? Uh... Uh, Empire Strikes Back. Oh, that's awesome. I definitely um, feel like this is someone else trying to be like, oh, I'm going to make a Paul Verhoeven movie. Watch yeah. this. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, like that one's written like, like the screenplay was co-written by Frank Miller. And if you've yes. ever read like any Frank Miller comics, it, it is very much like that. Even the visual style of it seems like the, the transfer of his drawings to the screen, maybe not like, executed like incredibly well but it definitely has that vibe oh definitely there's a whole there's a whole thing uh about uh his original screenplay and uh why it didn't get made and how it translated into robocop 2 and then uh they actually made a comic book out of uh all of his original ideas so you get a lot of the stuff filled in and it's all very very, it's kind very of, dense and rich. It's kind of fu- it's kind of funny. Like, have you ever read much about like Frank Miller? Oh yeah, he's a he started out like pretty cool and then turned into a total kook. Well, I think it was like it, I think what everyone kind of thought when he's like who started writing stuff in the eighties is that his like comics were like a response or a commentary on you know the uh, the, the the time period and like neo fascism and like total like like authoritarian type eighties style like government and stuff and uh it turns out that he was like just like it wasn't a commentary he was just like i'm pro this and there should be more of it oh yeah <laughs> he's just like a right wing like wacko yeah i mean he did have fresh ideas though when he, he when he started oh, on totally Dare, daredevil and things like that like he really did have a voice that was that was different from the pack but absolutely i mean he, he he's written tons of stuff that is totally legitimate and like good and solid and like i said even that stuff that that it works, I guess, both ways because it does feel like a commentary, even if he meant it to be like, yeah, pro this or like. Sometimes you write something like with like, oh, this is just like a archetype of this, like rough care, like the Sin City comics. Like, oh, there's all these gruff guys and they're being like overtly, overly masculine, and you could look at it as a character, which is how I interpreted it. But he was just being like, nah, this is just like really cool, right? Yeah. But yeah, RoboCop, RoboCop 2, 2 is great. You should definitely watch I'll it. I'll give it another shot. I've always been, uh, as RoboCop sequels go, I've always been partial to RoboCop 3, which I know is like what most, what most people hate that one. But I'm like, ah, it's fun. What about the RoboCop TV movies? I never saw any of those. Yeah, me neither. I think they're available on Amazon, actually. Probably. Yeah. I've, do you remember the cartoon? Yes. I vaguely remember that. The main thing I remember is that his visor had like a glowing light in it that it didn't have in the movie. Yeah. And it had like it blinked right in the center. I don't know. 
as irrelevant. Oh, what else we got to say about the country bears? You know what's weird thing about the movie? So there's all these musicians in it, right? And some of those musicians do the singing voices for the bears, but a lot of them just kind of show up. But by and large, the musicians don't who are in the movie don't sing in the movie as themselves or as humans. Uh, except for two, which are the two impromptu music or two of the three impromptu musical numbers, which is the one in the diner that you mentioned and the one that's like at the studio. And I'm watching this movie. I was just like, I guess these have to be like some sort of musician, but I don't know who they are. So I had to Google both of them and they were both musicians of the early two thousands that were, I guess like up and coming and then just kind of fizzled out. But it's odd that they wouldn't have had more of the like more established musicians have random musical numbers in the movie. My guess is that, and this is like kind of a boring answer, is that it was probably a financial logistic issue. Right. Right. The more they perform or if they have, if they're, you know, tied to any of the songs, then it just becomes way more expensive somehow. That's true. And I guess like when you do see them, I mean, Queen Latif is in the movie for like a good, few, you know, whole scene. But like the other times, it's just like literally like pop in and out. Like I, I like Queen and... Latifah, but she doesn't seem like the bar owner here. She just seems no. like she's like running it, like the manager. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, she, yeah. Hmm. But she does I, her solution to this issue with the fucking drunk bear is hilarious yeah she's like well also, i want to get my way so we're gonna have a music battle but that was barry barrington's idea it was yes he proposes he proposes it and because they're like how are we gonna get because zeb zuder owes her a lot of money they say but it's like 500 bucks 500 i think bucks. That's it's 500 bucks and they're like how are we gonna get 500 bucks and then barry barrington goes like oh, and runs over and proposes this idea to her that it's like his fiddle against your entire house band like music music off and they're like the other bears freak out about this they're like how are we gonna do you know like we're gonna lose the we're gonna lose and they're gonna get our touring van because that's the the other wager and Barry Parents is like, don't worry about it. You guys are my favorite band. No one can be better than you. And he turns out he was right. He smoked Brian Seltzer. I like how he tries to throw it at first. Like he's yeah. playing the fiddle and he's like, oh, I can't play. I'm so drunk and and sloppy. And everyone's like, bah, ha, ha, you piece of shit. And then he all of a sudden he's, he like winks at the camera and he's like, just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> yes. There's a great. I actually like scenes like that where people are like dueling. Uh, there's a some guitar movie with Ralph Macchio, where he oh uh, yeah Crossroads yeah he plays guitar against the quote like the devil's guitarist and it's really yeah. it sounds stupid but it's actually really fucking cool. I haven't seen that movie, but I've seen that scene. That scene is awesome because isn't like aren't like uh, Ralph Macchio's hands like possessed by something or like. In yeah, that something like that. They're it's like, super like, weird. Like the spirit of an old bluesman comes into him or something. Yeah. Because you watch his hands are just going crazy and Ralph Machu doesn't seem to be in control of them yeah, himself. Yeah, but he like really learned how to play guitar for that movie. 
which oh. is super cool because he's playing against like Steve Vai, who is like a fucking like a guitar uh, prodigy. Yeah. Like if you read the, just go read the Wikipedia on Steve Vai and it's just yeah. fucking absurd. So he's like, well, I didn't actually learn karate for the karate kid. So I better learn guitar. For, no, that's so funny movie. that like people took karate so lightly back then that he's like eh, i don't really have to learn karate right or if i do it's super half-assed because no one gives a fuck they just want right. to see like a, a cool kick a at kid. the end yeah but if, then if like one person does a roundhouse we're good yeah so quickly other martial arts movies like overtook that like mm-hmm. so fast and then it even but then he like <laughs> there's so many bad action movies where like a clearly untrained guy they're like oh we'll just get like a leading man type and like you know He'll do the choreography of the fights without actually like doing any training, and it looks all super lazy. Oh yeah. Oh my god! Don't get me started on that stuff. We could do a whole. We could do a whole episode on best and worst fights. Oh, are you kidding? And just like uh, Michael Dudikoff uh, equivalents, mm-hmm. like that whole decade was just guys that were similar to Michael Dudikoff, like one right. way or another, or. Um, mm-hmm. Who is the perfect weapon? Uh, Jeff Speakman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what a time to be alive. Mm-hmm. But yeah, anyway, the fucking drunk bear plays the fiddle in this scene and wins. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking hated this movie so much. It was so stupid. Everyone's got such a stupid... Why did Diedrich Bader play two roles? Why was he the cop and the bear at the same time? You know, that's a good question. I feel like He has maybe... such a distinctive voice. I know. <laughs> and his, like, his, like, character voice is, like, always the same. Right? Like, his normal yeah. voice is one way, but then his... If he's playing any kind of character, it's he's just, Hey, man, that, it's that... me, Diedrich Yeah, Bader. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> So the truth comes out, you hated this movie, Keith. Oh, I fucking hated it. It's, you wouldn't, re- you would not recommend it. No, it's weird and uncomfortable and strange. That's why I would recommend it. It's weird. It's uncomfortable. It's strange, and it's but oddly like well made in in a lot of in certain ways. I don't know. Go ahead and go ahead and roll the dice on it. But there's a couple parts that made me laugh really hard too. I didn't have uh, the same kind of disdain for this that I had for Dreamscape. Okay. Because Dreamscape was like like a pretty wasted attempt, I feel. Mm-hmm. But uh, this country bears, like like you said, there's like a pretty high level of craft and like a lot of talent involved. And so there is a lot of stuff that's like good here and like well done. But right. just I guess a that was... movie, it's just... I guess that for me is like kind of the thing was just like that all complete shock level of just like this movie is way better than it should be. Yeah, I just didn't root for anybody. Like, right? The the fucking bear kid has two families now instead of one. Like, he wasn't losing. He wasn't like in a bad situation. So it's like, right? Who cares? Just be happy with your like wonderful suburban family. Oh, I was rooting for a Christian. Then now Walken's he's in this character. like hippie collective with all these fucking burnouts and like. Yeah. you know washed up musicians i'm like i don't know if you're better off man but then like i wasn't really rooting for them because i didn't think they were particularly likable bears yeah. like there's nothing really that struck me i don't feel sorry for the loser ones either like that's lame they had their career now they get to live in peace in retirement like i'm not sure i don't i don't want to get into the nitty-gritty of their financials 
Um, but you know, they could sell some collectibles, sell some old albums, maybe sell their oversized clothing, their absurdly Mm. giant hats Mm -hmm. that were obviously custom made. Like there's plenty of country bears memorabilia to make some money off of and, and save the thing. And I don't know. I also didn't, you know, Christopher Walken was just doing his job and he, uh, you know, people should enjoy their work, and that's exactly what he was doing. Yeah. You know, I mean, obviously his revenge subplot, like, we're all petty in a lot of ways, and so I can definitely understand him wanting to get some kind of, you know, settle the score in some way. Uh, maybe he went a little bit overboard, but that's just how the how the cookies crumble sometimes. Yeah, that's true. Nobody died. You know, he had tranquilizer darts in his gun. That's true. He just wanted to just wanted them to feel the fear. He didn't want want to kill them. At least you know, I don't think. Uh, you know what was something odd? Why was the drummer for why was their drummer a human? And wasn't he in love wait. He their drummer and their roadie their roadie was also their drummer. Right. And that roadie was a human. Are, uh, are bears physically incapable of playing the drums? I feel like maybe that's it. They have have hands full of guitar picks, right? But they that's don't true. have have the you know they can't grip drumsticks properly. Maybe I don't know, or maybe it's their their legs. Maybe oh, that's working the, the pedals, issue. yeah. That's true because the roadie also has to drive. No bear drives a car in this movie. Yeah, they probably can't get licenses. Yep, that's it. I'm going to go with that. Can't work the pedals. Well, what, okay. What was the subplot with the uh, the girl bear? Oh, that was uh, one of the... Trixie St. Clair? Yes, one of the bears, <laughs> the holdout to rejoining the bears, or one of the holdouts. Yeah. Was because he was his... He, he just couldn't find the spirit in himself to perform again ever since losing the love of his life, Trixie St. Clair. Right. Then, she left him for a panda. Right. So that implies not only a the existence of bears outside of this scenario, but also like some kind of a hierarchy. Because he's well, pandas aren't he's pandas like a business bear. Oh, but pandas aren't even bears. He's an executive bear. Pandas are like in the same family as raccoons. Right. So are there other animals? So there so, could be like rodents. Rodents. Or is well, it so just why like wasn't any... the roadie a rodent then? Oh, that would have been good. Like roadie, a raccoon? Maybe maybe it's just like if you look like a bear, you you gain these human abilities. Yeah. Or it's possible that the level of scrutinization that we <laughs> are applying to this was not applied they're just like kids are gonna love this shit watch (laughs) and you might be onto something there keith i think that's probably i think that's in most situations that's the case like fans have the dumbest questions about everything and i don't think i i mean i we just made the movie like not everyone's like james cameron or christopher nolan with the fucking details like, oh, I mean, we positioned this clothing label on his jacket so that it would drop a clue about an important plot point. It's like, no one fucking does that. I, I mean, I obviously, 
I've not watched it yet. <laughs> oh, fuck that goddamn movie. Uh, obviously, our questions about this are not serious, but there would be actual people asking the same thing, be like, uh, she left him for a bear, but clearly the, these screenwriters had no idea that panda bears are not actually bears. They're in the sub blah, 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 blah. And that, pe- that person legitimately does exist yeah. somewhere. Well, part of my research for this movie involved watching a YouTuber review this movie. And this particular YouTuber was four years old when this movie came out. Mm. And so she wanted to give it a second look and see... She loved it as a child. She wanted to see as an adult if it had <coughs> a similar effect or what her reaction would be. And... You know, she did exactly what we're doing, and as adults, you apply things like logic, and you try to wrap your head around what the fuck's going on in these movies, and she was just sort of blown away at how goofy it was and how wacky it was, and it it obviously did not have the same effect. You know, she loved it as a kid, and it made her giggle, and she loved to sing the songs and all that shit, and as an adult, she's just like, am I on drugs? What the hell is happening in this, yeah. in this thing? And... uh I thought that was a really cool and insightful perspective just because I didn't in 2002 I was like what 18 or 20 or some shit and um mm-hmm. so this was not on my radar at all I was off doing other things and so it's cool to see somebody who actually you know this was a part of their childhood and even the the sort of veil of nostalgia wasn't strong enough to keep them from just doing a double take at whatever the yeah. fuck is going on in it. Well, I mean, this movie is wild and wacky, but it also is just like a, you, know, you said, a kid's fantasy movie and that doesn't really have to make sense. So like, who no, cares? It's, it's fun yeah. and nutty and, uh, you know, you get the, the satisfying ending where everybody wins and the bad guy loses. Um, so I guess I have to recommend it based on all of that. But I think it's worth watching as just kind of a an oddity i much i much prefer seeing other people's reactions to it than actually sure. watching the yeah. film myself yeah <laughs> yeah it's just such a weird movie you got like the it's can't you can't really explain it and give it and give it justice that's just how bonkers it is no so i oh uh, yeah on that on that sentiment uh Give give the country bears a look if you're if you're drinking if you're doing drugs if you're all goofed up on sugar if uh, there's nothing else to watch if you've never seen it I I've, it's hard not to recommend just about every single movie because uh, there's very few movies that are are completely worthless and not worth watching like I think we've had this conversation before but there is. It's a very rare occasion when I don't get through an entire movie, regardless of how bad or boring or stupid it is. I will, I will see it through to the end. In I, most I, cases, cannot, I, I cannot say the same. I know you walked out of uh, some pretty, it's pretty mildly offensive movies. Yeah, they, they weren't even that bad. It was just kind of like, eh, I could go do something else. Yeah, I, I have hated two movies with a fiery passion ready player one and mm. uh the C- city of a thousand planets what was that called oh the blah 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 like was, oh, god yeah the movie with the the, the kids and the and the space and the magic yeah um, and they're in love i can yeah I can, I can only remember the thousand planets part but it's got a the dane dehan in it and uh valerian I, in the city of a valerian. thousand planets yeah yeah, I, I fucking ass- hated that movie 
I started watching it and I fell asleep in the last in the first ten minutes and I woke up like right around the last ten minutes. So yeah, it so was that, it was difficult to get through, but I but I finished it. Well, did you? Uh, is there anything else you'd like to add to uh, the Country Bears before we get out of here? I think that that sums up the Country Bears for me. Excellent. Well, Sci-Fi Summer is just about to come to a close. Uh, mm-hmm. We're going to cap it off in the next episode, and then we'll be sort of back to normal, uh, just picking movies at complete random with no rhyme or reason. Some of them may be sci-fi, but they won't have to be sci-fi. Yeah, I think I mentioned uh, in the last episode something about Gentleman Broncos. We're going to yeah. be saving that movie for a special occasion. Uh, yes. But look forward to that. Gentleman Broncos is, is do we, quite we, a movie. Do we want to announce what our final movie is going to be? Hell no. Tune in okay. Tune in next time and click on That's that right. thumbnail to, to figure out what the final movie yeah. of sci-fi or science fiction summer is. Yeah. Cause it's going to be a real doozy. Mm-hmm. This might be a little bit of a extra long episode too we i might, think it will we be might get into a around two hours because there's all gonna be a lot to talk about oh boy that's it we're done and until no next time the dumpster is closed goodbye everybody and now here's a couple of bars from the country bears enjoy Jeez. adopted <laughs> of course not honey <laughs> <laughs>